This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, welcome into the Stinky Truth Podcast. Mark Schlereth alongside Mike Evans. Um, and I hope you had a great weekend, man. How was your weekend? I had a great weekend. Great weekend. Got a chance to relax a little bit, get some uh, work done around the house. But as always, following what's going on in the NFL, there's always new news coming up. And a couple things. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins finally mm-hmm. cut loose by the Arizona Cardinals. They could not work out a trade, which I got to believe is great news for DeAndre Hopkins, because instead of having to go where you get traded, now he's a free agent to talk to whomever he wants. And no surprise, the usual suspects, the Chiefs, the Bills, boy, the rich could get richer. Yeah, there's no question. And DeAndre Hopkins is one of those guys. Have you ever seen his hand? Have you ever? Well, I have have done a game when he was in Houston. I did a game last year with DeAndre Hopkins, but where I interviewed DeAndre. Do, Do you know he wears a size 6X glove? Big hands. Gigantic hands. And I'm telling you, Mike, when I put my hand up against his hand, it was like this. Like, it would, like his hand went over my hand like that. I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable. He's got an unbelievable catch radius. He's got, like, he can't outrun people. He's not outrunning people, but he's become a great route runner. He wasn't that coming out of Clemson when he went to Houston originally. But this guy has just become just such a big-time threat catching the football in such a difficult matchup, just body position and, and being able to be um, extraordinary with, like I said, catch radius, big hands, all that kind of stuff. Um, although, you know, I would I would say playing in Arizona the last couple of years, there has been, you know, the questions about, about just him and, and being a part of that organization and, and – um, I don't know about dedication, but I, I just think that things in Arizona maybe didn't go as as planned. And if he gets into a situation that better suits him um, with a legit coach that he respects and a quarterback that he respects, like that dude, that dude is a beast, man. He is his, he is he's a special player. He's only a few years removed from having a season in which he caught 115 balls for 1,400 yards. Now, the last two years, battled injuries, only played in 19 of a possible 34 games. But, yeah, I'm with you. Doesn't there almost seem to be kind of like a almost a Randy Moss quality mm-hmm. here with DeAndre Hopkins in terms of a player that probably just needs a change of scenery and if put in the right position with the right quarterback, really could explode again. Yeah, I think I, I think there's a, an interesting thing over the last couple of years with Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray. Obviously, two years ago, 
you know, was having kind of an MVP caliber season until, you know, kind of came off the rails toward the end of the season or Cliff Kingsbury. But, uh, you know, that, that whole spread offense and how limited you are sometimes with those inside routes because, you know, Kyler Murray is just short and he doesn't see some of that stuff. And, you know, and, and so um, the other thing about DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins ain't, ain't beating people down the, you know, on a nine. He's, he's just not. He's not – like a speed demon, he is a big, physical, strong, inside, you know, catch radius, beat you at the ball type of wide receiver, seams and everything else. And so um, I don't think that necessarily Cliff Kingsbury's offense and Kyler Murray running that offense was best suited for for DeAndre Hopkins. And so I like – like this, this could be this could be one of those really special opportunities, almost like Odell Beckham Jr. when he came yeah. back to the Rams and really found his niche and fit in, and then started to explode late in the season, started really becoming a prominent guy, and was a prominent player in that Super Bowl until he tore his ACL. Like th- that's the kind of feel I get with DeAndre Hopkins. He's only going to be thirty-one. He'll be turning thirty-one here uh, in, in in about a week, and so a lot of football left in him and. If he's at that position in in his life, in his career right now, where, hey, I want to go someplace where I can maybe rehab my career a little bit, but but get that elusive ring, boy, you go to a place like Buffalo or Kansas City, rich just keep getting richer. And that's isn't that the idea about if you have the quarterback and you have the coach and you have the culture in place, you can start really taking advantage like the Patriots did for two decades where, hey, people are going to want to come play for you Sure. To chase that elusive ring, sure. you're going to get some really good players at probably a, a good bargain with still a lot of football left to give. Yeah, DeAndre has the opportunity too to go somewhere, you know, to pick and choose where he yep. wants to go based upon the offense, based upon the quarterback, based upon the coordinator, based upon what they're going to do. Um, to and maybe it's not even to feature him, but to make him a prominent piece, just a piece of what they're doing. So it'll be really interesting to see because the guys had, you know, you guys had a phenomenal career and you look at, he was drafted uh, under the Kubiak regime in Houston, played one year under Kubiak, but then had the Bill O'Brien. And you think about all the different quarterbacks and the the lack of continuity. And then Arizona, which um, let's face it, you know, that was the, the Murray Cliff Kingsbury experiment. Um, and just just did not go well, right? So I mean, this is a this is a great opportunity for him to go somewhere and really. I don't want to say he needs rehab on his on his, like he doesn't need like a, a overhaul or a rehab on his on who he is as a player. He's a great player, but it is it is a chance to kind of to kind of change a little bit of the perception of of what kind of player you are. I I think I like that, and then that feels like an insult. It's not meant to be. It just feels like he needs he needs that to kind of solidify kind of his where he is on the on the upper echelon of, of wide receivers in this league. So the excitement level that surrounded the Jimmy Garoppolo move to the Raiders has taken a bit of a turn as apparently Garoppolo's contract had a waiver in it acknowledging the foot injury and the surgery that he had. Uh-huh. And it took the place of a physical that he would not have passed. So this waiver is in place, and 
basically it says that at some point he's going to have to be able to pass a physical. Sure. Otherwise, the Raiders will be in a position where they could terminate his contract and the some $23 million they owe him this year. So now the conspiracy theorist in me says this. They don't have any other options. Or do they? That would be the conspiracy theorist. Now, think about this. All of a sudden, who's Mr. Vegas? Who's the new minority owner? Tom Brady. Mm. Who ran Jimmy Garoppolo out of New England? (laughs) Tom Brady. Tom Brady. He didn't like his handsome being questioned. All of a sudden, could Tom Brady come out of the owner's booth and go, I'm in charge here. Let me take over. I've got a relationship with Josh McDaniels that goes back decades. Yep. I don't think that's going to happen, but it does make one wonder. Here's what I think. I think Jimmy Garoppolo will eventually pass a physical and, you know, and he may not be able to pass that until, you know, come just before training camp, but he'll pass a physical, you know, and that will, that will override the waiver and they'll go down the road with Jimmy Garoppolo. And, but it doesn't change the fact, Mark, that this guy is injury prone. Yeah. It's what's plagued him his entire career. So if you're the Raiders, can you really count on Jimmy Garoppolo being your guy? For not, for, not, not for, for seventeen games, you can't. Okay, but can you really count on him for being there for fourteen? I mean, that's what they're counting on, right? Yeah, you. I, Brian I, Hoyer's their backup. Yeah, and Brian Hoyer's got a man. It's amazing, right? They've got that New England connection. It'll like I I I tend to think that he will eventually get hurt, but. My hope for him, he's such a good dude, and 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 guys like playing with him so much. Oh, yeah, and when he's healthy, he he wins. He's got an astounding clip. He's a he's a really good player, and you're right, at an astounding clip. And it, it's funny, like talking to Kyle Shanahan about Jimmy Garoppolo. He was just he just mentioned his ability to spin the ball, like how many revolutions per second or whatever it is that the ball spins. And he goes, you know, if you line him up with all the other quarterbacks and did a distance contest, you know, I mean, you you line him up with all top quarterbacks, he wouldn't come in the top ten. But when he's throwing it out, there's nobody will get the ball there quicker because the way it spins. So he goes, Jimmy can be late with a throw that that the average NFL quarterback or even the above average NFL quarterback being late enough to where it would get tipped or maybe intercepted, or Jimmy, it'll, it'll be a completion. Um, just because it, it – it just cuts through the air. It's just unbelievable. So you watch him and you watch what he's done over the course of his career. Now, some of that is in an incredible system under Kyle Shanahan with the San Francisco 49ers where they run, they have that play-action stuff set. They, they're really good about dictating through formation and through motion and through shifts the defense that they're going to get and and that quarterback understanding that. But Jimmy's done a great job with that and and – you mentioned it, man. The guy's a flat-out winner. So Jimmy Garoppolo replacing Derek Carr in Vegas. Carr now in New Orleans. And how about this one? You're going to find this one interesting. So the Saints are putting in their new offense, mm-hmm. a Derek Carr-type offense that he's familiar with from his days with the Raiders. Well, guess who was in New Orleans helping out Carr 
and the offensive coaches put in the offense, none other than John Gruden. So John Gruden is no longer what black belt black ball from the NFL, or I mean, he's got it. He still has to have that lawsuit going on, right? Mm-hmm. Have they have they settled? And we don't know about it. Uh, it uh, good for John Gruden. Now, obviously, the emails that he sent were, you know, reprehensible. This, that, and the other. But I do understand also the old school football vernacular because I grew up in it. And I understand that a lot of guys say things that are completely inappropriate in in general population context, but they're old school football dudes, right? And, you know, I mean, it doesn't excuse it, but it does kind of lend some context to it. And John Gruden's a damn good football coach, and he is he had the relationship that he had with Derek Carr. They were exceptionally tight, and Derek raved about him in all my meetings that I had with Derek over just how good John was at installing an offense, executing like what what he wanted, how how he set that offense up, and so. Um, there's there's definitely a connection and, and uh, a rapport there between Derek Carr and John Gruden. Um, and and John gets the best out of his players. I, I will say that. I think John's a hell of a football coach. I really do. He's only 59. Do you think we see him get a chance to coach again in this league? I hope so for him because that's, that, that's what he wants to do. And, um, and obviously, you know, with the sale of of Washington and the Daniel Snyder stuff, um, that definitely felt to me like a little bit of a like the, that that was not a wild goose chase, but that was that was let's make somebody our sacrificial lamb and see if we can you know see if we can kind of stem the tide, so to speak. Um, you would think he should be able to get another shot, right? I, would think I mean, so. Sean Payton went through. Bounty Gate, Bounty Gate was suspended for a year, and right. clearly he's 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 landed on his feet just fine. So, wouldn't you think that if if Gruden just you know maybe waits this out another another year, maybe that he could be back into the coaching cycle by next right. offseason? Sean Payton, you know, Greg Williams was part of the Bounty Gate thing. There, there have been there have been plenty um, of of transgressions, and I you know again. I mean, what John Gruden said, like I like I talked about, was what he said in his emails was reprehensible and all that stuff. But you get in that old school football talk, and and you know, I mean, things are said that are completely inappropriate. And then when you put them, you know, when you put them out there in public without the context, I mean, everybody's going to look like an idiot, right? So. Um, but second chances, it right? Doesn't Peyton, make it right. Yeah, Greg it Williams, doesn't make it right. Sean Watson. Yeah, you know. it doesn't make it right. But it, it, yeah, I do believe that he deserves a second, and I do believe he's a good coach. I really do. How about Carr in, in New Orleans? You had you've done your fair share of Saints games yeah. over the last few years. Is Derek Carr the right fit there? The are they the team to beat in that division? Well, I mean, okay, let's go through the division. Do you? Do you you trust Atlanta? Now they can run the ball. Yeah. They're they, they've got a big, strong front. But um, do you trust Desmond Ritter as your quarterback there? Um, do you trust Baker Mayfield in Tampa? 
Um, and then the Carolina Panthers. Do, do you trust, you know, Bryce Young to be able to to figure that out? Like, uh, the Saints have to be your favorite. I think Derek Carr is a really good quarterback. I, I really do. I'm a big Derek Carr fan. Um, I think the Raiders, to a degree, have been a completely dysfunctional organization. Um, but at the same time, you know, Derek Carr has not always – he's not always been – like he hasn't been the difference maker come down down the stretch when you really need a play, he hasn't been able to you know th- their offense or their team hasn't been able to do that. You're not but losing I, because of him, but you're not necessarily winning, winning big because of him. Now I will say this: you look at them defensively over the last few years, and they have been, you know, to call them anemic would be an insult to anemic thing. So, um, I like. I like I like Derek Carr, and, and definitely he gives them an opportunity in New Orleans to to win that division. I think they will win that division. You know one of the one of the great things about summer in the NFL. What's that? Rankings. Oh, oh it's a fun time for rankings. Oh, you we like rankings? Rank everything during the course of the uh, summer. Pro Football Focus, who uh-huh. I know you have gobs of respect for, tons of it, tons of it, came out with their quarterback rankings. All thirty-two projected. Starting quarterbacks in the okay. NFL this year. Okay. So we want to play a little game. Yes, I do. And you can all play. You know, along. I like I like games. You can all play along at home. So I'm going to give you their order, starting at number one, okay. and you tell me as I rattle off these names if you think this quarterback is too high or too low. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. No problem with Patrick Mahomes being number one. Guy is phenomenal. Number two, Josh Allen. <sighs> Would I put Josh Allen? I I think. I think I wouldn't put him number two. Red zone mistakes. I put. I think I would put Burrow yeah. ahead of Josh. Allen. I'm with you, Joe Burrow, number three on this list. You'd yeah. flip him. I'd, I'd I'd flip them. Yes, I would flip them. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Justin Herbert at number four. Uh, so I'm going to put Justin Herbert above Aaron Rodgers. No, Justin Herbert. Like, hey, listen, man, I love Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert is a damn good player. Last time I remember him being in the playoffs with a, what, 20-some-odd point lead, 28 point, something like that, mm-hmm. and losing to uh, Joe Dirt, who's, who's really developed into a pretty damn good quarterback, We'll see too. where he shows up on this list. But right. so, yeah, I, I agree with you. Herbert a little bit high. Uh-huh. Not, not, you know, not far off, but number four. Rodgers, number five. Again, yeah, flip-flop I, those I two. flip-flop those two. Lamar Jackson, number six. Uh, I, I personally think that's too high. Okay. We'll find out where you slot him. Okay. Jalen Hurts, number seven. I would put Jalen Hurts above, right now, above. Better, to me, a better passer, very dynamic runner. But I think I would put Jalen Hurts above Herbert. So I'd move him above Herbert, and I would definitely move him above uh, uh, who? Uh, uh, Jackson. Jackson, yeah. yeah. All right. So according okay. to you, you'd go, you'd go Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Rodgers, Hurts. Hurts. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, again, they've got uh, this is pro football focus. They go Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. At number eight, they have Joe Dirt, Trevor Lawrence. Too high, too low? I feel I feel like that. I don't no, know no, who's underneath there because well, I don't have my. to see the guys underneath, maybe that's a good spot for them. Okay. Uh, number eight, Trevor Lawrence. Number nine, Kirk Cousins. Okay. Number 10, Dak Prescott. Okay. See, now you're starting to actually get where guys maybe should be. Number 11, Tua. Ooh, that feels high to me. 
Letting it feel with all the concussions and everything else. I, and I know they had. He was balling early in the season, though. Unbelievable talent. You know, the wide receiver, like yeah. the unbelievable separation and all those things with Waddle and with uh, Tyreek Hill. And, um, okay. A little high. Number 12, feels- Matthew Stafford. Well, I tell you what, Matthew, you know I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan. If he's healthy. If he's healthy. That's amazing. You know what? You can just let go of your offensive line and start the five backups that uh, played, you know, scout team the year before in the Super Bowl. And uh, and it's amazing what that does to your uh, to your to your offense in general. One of the more fascinating players to see how he fares this year. Deshaun Watson, pro football focus, says that number 13. I think that's too low for him. Do you really? I do. I think it, look, so there, you, was, there was you're, a, you're thinking that he is going to rebound and bounce back. You you take, I mean, how many years was he away? Was he like pretty much two seasons, right? right? But where was he before that? Widely regarded as a right. top six quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm counting on the fact that full off season, a lot of the right, he bounces back. A lot of the hoopla around him has died down. He just gets to concentrate on football. I, th- I think that's a little too low. I okay. could easily put him ahead of some of these guys. Yeah, but isn't there a isn't there a prove it aspect to that though? Oh, sure. You got to yeah. Okay, but isn't there a prove it aspect to Matthew Stafford to yeah. prove that he's going to come back healthy? Number fourteen, Derek Carr. Okay. Number fifteen, Geno Smith. Okay. Number sixteen, Jared Goff. I don't know that I wouldn't put Jared Goff a little higher. Yeah. Jared Goff had a great – really, really a, a good season last year. Really, I mean – and a lot of people think, myself included, that Detroit's probably going to win the North. I mean, over Chicago, yeah. Green Bay. I, I'm um, with you. I'd, I'd put Goff a little higher. Minnesota. Now, here's the guy I think that – I'm curious to get your reaction to this. Right where he belongs, higher or lower, Daniel Jones, 17. Um, I think that I think that Daniel Jones. I think he's pretty close to where he belongs. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me to put him a little higher, and not just because of his overall athleticism and his ability to run and do some of those things. Um, like I, I keep I keep going back to Kirk Cousins. As as good a season as Kirk Cousins had, I keep going back there and go, would I put Kirk Cousins over Jared Goff? Would I put him over Daniel Jones? I mean, from an operational standpoint, yes, but there there is that that aspect to me that like didn't he lose to Daniel Jones in the playoffs? Right, like like right. there is that aspect to me. That Cousins I, seems a little high on that yeah. list. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we've still got a few quarterbacks here that I think you can debate before it becomes pretty obvious these uh, guys are slotted where they should be. Uh, number 18, Justin Fields. A lot of people feel big, big jump up here for Justin Fields. All right, you okay. are clearly don't buy that. Number 19, Ryan Tannehill. <sighs> number 20, Russell Wilson. Boy, if Russell Wilson's only the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. Sean Payton did not have the impact that was expected. Right. If he does not. Now, I understand. I understand that Russell Wilson had an epic failure of a season his first year in Denver. Um, But you and I got to see what a clown show it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I not only did, did we watch every game. Um, how many Broncos games did I do last year? 
I think I did at least one or two. Um, <laughs> Mark's, Mark's yeah. just thinking about it. It's bringing on a migraine. Yeah, Ugh. it was. Ah. I mean, it was. Might have to turn the lights off in here. Ah. It was, Go to a dark, cool space. <laughs> I'm just too many painful I just remember, Bronco memories. I just remember <laughs> being on the practice field on a Friday thinking to myself, will this practice ever end? <laughs> like, this is, like, it was so, it was a clown show. Yeah, if, if Russell Wilson isn't isn't somewhere in, like, if he, if he doesn't elevate his game to somewhere in the, like, 12, 13, yeah. Uh, yeah. 12, 13 yeah. you know, maybe 11, 10, then, then this is his last year in Denver. I, I'd agree. Even though the contract is massive, I, I think the Broncos would just bite the bullet and just move on. Move on. Uh, finally, just uh, rounding out some of the debatable ones, uh, 21, Mac Jones, 22, Kenny Pickett, 23, Brock Purdy, 24, Jimmy Garoppolo, and then we're into the uh, you know the, the, the young quarterbacks, the rookies, right. and everything like that. So. Boy, Jimmy Garoppolo at what? 24. Jimmy Garoppolo would be in in my top fifteen if he had health. Top fifteen, yeah, he'd be okay. up there in the top. I mean, that guy is as efficient as anybody. Can really spin it, and he, all he does, I mean, look at his win loss record. The guy's got an incredible win loss record. So once again, you're at odds with Pro Football Focus. Well, some of them, yeah, not. I mean, not. <laughs> you know, we're splitting hairs over some. Some, guys, right. For the most part. What, which quarterback of all those do you think was ranked way too high? Um, Probably Kirk. Yeah. I really like Kirk, though. Yeah, but like top 10 quarterback? Yeah. If he's not playing against top-notch teams or if he's not playing in prime time, mm -hmm. then yes. We, uh, can, we put a, can we put like a, a caveat <laughs> Kirk non prime time versus Kirk just you should just Kirk call him on a noontime game like eleven mountain eleven mountain Kirk is freaking, noon local time right noon top ten right noon one o'clock Eastern yeah twelve Central <laughs> eleven <laughs> mountain <laughs> 10, ten Pacific on the Pacific Coast yes dude is freaking top money ten. yeah he's all balls all balls. The, the, the four o'clock, you know, prime time, prime time, Sunday night. Might knock him into the teens nah, a little bit. Yeah, now. not so much. So. We uh, finish up with the, did you see Aaron Rodgers at the Taylor Swift concert? I did. Just, you know, dancing around, mm -hmm. having a good time. Yeah. Hanging out with Hangman. Hangman? Hangman. Miles Teller. Hangman. From, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, how do you feel? What's your opinion of Aaron Rodgers now that you know he's a Swifty? Uh, my respect for Aaron Rodgers, I thought couldn't be any higher. He's a Swifty. He's just letting his inner Swifty. So you're a Swifty. Uh, I wouldn't call myself a Swifty, but I think she's un incredibly talented. Yeah, but if you had a chance to go to a Taylor Swift concert, would you? Would you go? And would you be dancing? Um, would I go? How easy is it for me to get there? I mean, you're you're gonna get the, to, you're gonna get the VIP treatment because I know that's the only reason you go to anything okay. is if you so get the VIP. I treatment. get the VIP treatment. Would I drive all the way to Red Rocks? Right. 
Correct. Which is for you from your house is probably about a forty minute and drive. But then you got to wind up. Yes, the, you got to wind. Then you got to walk up. Right. Then you got to walk up. But again, VIP, you probably could get. You know, you could park up at the top. Right. Park and up then the top, walk and then down. walk into the. Well, I could park up where they they pull the buses. Yes. I've done that before, uh-huh. and then just walk. I've into, done that before. Right. Walk into the backstage. Yeah. Like. That when when Darius Rucker comes to uh-huh. town, that's the the that's, treatment. That's the treatment you get. If I get that treatment, I'll make the trip to Red Rock. If I don't get that treatment, I'm gonna pass. <laughs> and then if it went to like uh, what was what's the one right here in uh, what green? Uh, oh, uh, Fiddlers. Fiddlers. Fiddlers Green. green. Yeah, Fiddlers yeah, Green. Yeah. And that one, I, I yeah, that one's close to the house. Yeah. I, I'd make that one. So it's it's all about convenience for you. It's all about uh, my convenience. I get you. Yeah, not Taylor's. No, 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 no. Or other Swifties. It's right. your, your convenience. It's my convenience. Okay. I assume that uh, Aaron Rodgers helicoptered in. And then uh, just uh, right there. So Aaron Rodgers, Swifty. Love it. Was having a great time. Yeah. Good for him. Go ahead. Put your inner Swift on. Uh, for everybody involved in the Stinky Truth Podcast, we thank you so much for listening. We thank you so much for liking it. We thank you so much for sharing it. We thank you so much for subscribing. Got to subscribe. That's uh, I've learned that that's big. So... I don't do a very good job of figuring out. Like Sell I, it, man. I can't Sell put it. the subscribe button on there because that's over my pay grade. But somebody knows how to do that. Get with me. <laughs> Listen, we, we, we have an opening. Yeah, we thank you so much. Be, guys, uh, be well. Take care. And uh, we'll talk to you again later on.